jasoncharles.net. Deep talk, deep sounds. Arts and culture. Style Philosophers with Michael Paris is sponsored by The Bubble Collection, a fragrance collection that's genderless, ageless, and boundless. Scents that are so light, they'll just tease the air around you and others. Break out of your bubble, where you can dream, wonder, and create harmony. For more information about The Bubble Collection, go to thebubblecollection.com and follow them on Instagram at thebubblecollection. Ladies and gentlemen... Style Philosophers with host Michael Paris on jasoncharles.net. Hello, and welcome to Style Philosophers on jasoncharles.net podcast network. I'm your host, Michael Paris, and thank you for joining me. This is a special episode. As many of you have heard me mention on previous episodes, I've been working on developing a collection of fragrances called the bubble collection. As a matter of fact, Style Philosophers is sponsored by the bubble collection. Joining me in this program is my business partner, Gregory Cole. Hi, Gregory, and welcome to Style Philosophers. Hi, Michael. I am so happy to be here today. Nice to have you. Together, we have founded this amazing startup and would like to take you with us for a behind the scenes look at how we are developing this exciting new business. We're in our recording bubble today, high above in a penthouse in Manhattan at the Man Flavors and Fragrance Headquarters on Madison Avenue. Being that we're on the 31st floor in the heart of Manhattan, you may hear from time to time sounds of the city. Don't be alarmed if you hear a siren or two. We are calling this episode the style of a startup. On this program, we have with us a round table of guests that are helping us in developing our products while supporting our brand philosophy. We will be talking with fragrance industry executives, marketers, evaluators, and of course, the perfumers from Man Flavors and Fragrances. Our round table guests today are Denise McAvoy, Miranda Gordon, Birgit Benayoun, Bibi Preval, Vince Kaczynski, and Gino Percantino. Hello, everyone. Hi, thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It is nice. Thank you. I'd like to start the program off with a guest who we've had a long, wonderful history with, both professionally and personally, Denise McAvoy. Welcome to Style Philosophers. Thank you. Denise, uh, we've had an amazing pedigree together. Tell us a little bit about your background and what you're currently doing here at MAN. Sure. Well, I've been in the fragrance industry for many, many years. Um, Really, it's been a pleasure to work for companies such as L'Oreal and Cody um, and in different roles, everything from commercial to global marketing, as well as category management. And here at MAN, I'm the category director for Fine Fragrance. And I'm happy to say that I'm also here to support the Bubble Collection in its development. I've always wanted to know how each of you started in the fragrance business. Could you tell me about that? Sure. Well, you know, I started producing concept uh, videos in the designer, prestige, and niche categories for giant brands at L'Oreal, Cody, Estee Lauder, Avon, LVMH. In fact, Denise, you and I used to work on many of those videos together. Uh, It was quite an amazing uh, opportunity to work on blockbuster fragrances and learn so much from the likes of 
Andrea Robinson and industry legend Camille McDonald. Camille, incidentally, is on our board of directors here at Bubble Collection. Oh yeah, I remember that, that night very well. We had dinner with her just a few blocks up the street from here. And she had just retired from Bath and Body Works uh, where she was president and, and while she presided over the company, I believe revenues increased over $6 billion. So, That's right. So she, um, her retirement was much deserved. So she was uh, looking for things to do and she asked us what we were up to. So we basically uh, tested our elevator pitch on her. And uh, halfway through our pitch on the bubble collection, she said, I want to be an advisor on this project gratis. We were over the moon. We were. And by the end of our elevator pitch, she said, guys, I want to be in your board of directors. That's how strongly I believe in this project, which was music to our ears since, you know, she is a industry legend and a Fifi award winning, you know, fragrance icon. Indeed, you know, it was really a vote of confidence. And we've been very lucky in our lives uh, to have people have confidence in us, like Andrea Robinson, who way back uh, when we started our video production company, she gave us the opportunity to develop a brand and do the television advertising for Ralph Lauren Romance. Uh, it was an amazing moment for us, and that's really what launched our names in the industry. Do you remember that, Gregory? Yeah, I'll never forget that. That was our first project we did together as a creative duo. And she had a tear sheet from Vanity Fair. It was a, a beautiful black and white photo by Bruce Weber that he took of Jessica Lange and Sam Shepard, who were very much a hot couple at the time. That's right. And she was barefoot, and she was standing, uh, standing tippy-toed on his feet, and they were kissing. Um, and Andrea said, this is my fragrance. Make it work. And that's when I truly understood the power of fragrance and storytelling. And not only storytelling with images and moving images through film, but also through music. I remember picking the song My Romance by Carly Simon, which became sort of the, uh, the iconic music for that brand. And it's still a blockbuster today, uh, still a, a beautiful fragrance. Uh, you know, since then we've been able to work on launches for Michael Kors, Marc Jacobs, uh, fragrances in the Givenchy family at Cody, Guerlain, and of course Tom Ford. It really has been a, quite a journey in fragrance. Well, I first fell in love when I worked over here at Alfred Dunhill, right up the block as well, off of Park Avenue. And uh, one of my first jobs in New York was doing PR and marketing. And I was tasked to be part of the team that relaunched uh, Dunhill's edition for men. And we relaunched that at Bloomingdale's. And, um, we had the Duratrans photos all over Bloomingdale's. That's where I really learned the power of imagery when it comes to selling a fragrance. Um, and back then it was so important in a retail environment. And we were the best selling men's uh, fragrance that year, I believe. And that really got me hooked on, on fragrance. What excites you most about the business? Well, for me, really, it's uh, the marketing magic of creating an aspirational lifestyle fantasy. With a piece of glass, an exquisite scent and the right face to sell it. There really is nothing more simple yet profoundly creative uh, to do something like that. It's quite amazing. You know, what excites me most about the power of scent, and it's, I think that is something we all take for granted. And I remember when we first started putting together the bubble collection, I read a, um, a study that was done by the University of Liverpool. And in it, they had uh, a group of females um, basically rate um, a collection of photos of men 
um, and videos without sound, and they asked them to rate who were the most confident. And the men that they unanimously picked as being the most confident were the men that were wearing a fragrance. And that really just drove home just, just what a powerful business this, this is. And how did you develop the concept for the bubble collection? And why the bubble? You know, uh, a bubble is probably one of the first things we created as a child. We love blowing bubbles. In fact, no one can ever say the word bubbles without smiling. They're ageless, boundless, and genderless. Most of my life, I've enjoyed living in a bubble in one sort or another. When I wasn't living in one, I was breaking out of one and trying to connect to another one. That's kind of where I'm at with bubbles. You know, uh, when we returned from Santorini after a trip there, I remember unpacking all of our linen clothing, and it smelled like the Aegean. It had this amazing, salty, woody, citrusy scent. And soon after, I remember it being a hot, sultry August day, and I was on the subway going to a modeling audition. And as many of you know, that being in the subway during a heat wave is not one of the places you want to be. Uh, but to escape the heat and the odor of the New York underground, you know, I sat in the subway car, I put on my sunglasses, I popped on some chill music on, on my earbuds, and I lifted the sleeve of my linen shirt that smelled, still smelled like the Aegean, up to my nose, and I was transported away. And that was a lesson for me on how we use scent to evoke, to escape, and to cope. You know, bubbles float in and out of our lives at amazing moments. Past, present, future. When you imagine that moment, you choose a bubble to live in. That's what's so amazing. So we figured, life is a collection of bubbles. Why not build a lifestyle fragrance collection around them? So we have. We give you the bubble collection. So how many fragrances are in the collection? There are nine fragrances broken down into three categories in our collection. Um, the first two categories are both eau de toilette. Uh, the first one is Harmony, and those fragrances are Harmony Chill, Harmony Connect, and Harmony Celebrate. Uh, the other category is Wander, and those three fragrances in that category are Wander Santorini, Wander Marrakesh, and Wander Reykjavik. And the last category, which is the Eau de Pafa category, is the dream category. And those three magnificent scents are dream wild, dream big, and dream sweet. Who is the Bubble Collection customer? Well, like the bubble, our customer is ageless. These scents are so sophisticated that every consumer at any age would enjoy these, these scents. So our customer is ageless. It's really true. Uh, we really are confident that you know, this will span generations of, of wearers, and really, uh, they'll love it. Tell us about some of the innovations in the collection. Well, there's actually a huge innovation, scented bubbles. Bubbles that you blow and will fill the air, not only with the magic visually of seeing a bubble, but you'll be able to smell our fragrances in the air when you're doing it. They are just amazing. Let there be bubbles, and more importantly, let there be scented bubbles. So Denise, I'm going to put you on the spot now. What is your favorite fragrance in the bubble collection? Well, I have to tell you, I love the Wanderer collection, all three. And I think the reason being is each one of the Wanderer fragrances really takes you 
to a different location. So with that, I'd have to say Santorini because I can't wait to get on a plane and get out of town, but it's absolutely beautiful. Well, then we, we achieve what we set out to do with that, with that category. That's beautiful. Thanks, Denise. I'd like to introduce three more team members from MAN. Birgit Benayoun, uh, Bibi Praval, and Miranda Gordon. Miranda, you've already been a guest on Style Philosophers, episode number three. Welcome back. Thank you. It is such a pleasure to be here to see you again and to support your brand. Tell me, uh, Miranda, what do you do here at MAN? I am the Vice President of Marketing, Fine Fragrance, and my job is to help you tell fragrance stories that are authentic and unique to your brand. You are the first person in the industry that we shared our concept with. We knew that you were in the zeitgeist of all things fragrance. We also admired your no BS approach to creativity and vision. What do you see in our concept that appeals to you as a fragrance marketer? To begin with, bubbles are universally delightful. That is a global delight that is shared um, across all ages, across all cultures. So it was um, already just a happy idea. And I loved the way you had interpreted bubbles in, in so many different ways about uh, travel and about dreaming and about your social bubbles. Um, there were just so many ways to interpret it. I felt it was a very um, inclusive concept and one that could invite a lot of people into your world. So Miranda, as a creative, you connect the dots between concept and the fragrance and the target consumer. So how do you see the bubble collection connecting with the consumer? Every consumer comes to your brand with, with their own experiences and their, and their own point of view. I think what you've done is create a collection that gives multiple points of entry into your brand identity. Um, I think it welcomes people from all walks of life, uh, from all ages, from all different countries. You've, you've got um, something for everyone to, to come into your brand space. Uh, I think it's very welcoming. Uh, can you think about how the visuals for the bubble collection when we put together uh, our concept deck helped you communicate the story we needed to tell about the brand? Your personal backgrounds, the two of you, and your extensive photos of fashion and style and travel, I think really conveyed um, an elegance and a universality and an aspirational point of view. Um, it's quite easy to, to connect when people give you so, such robust material. Um, to, to translate your world into smell, we brought you a, a bunch of different ideas and, and, and they were very, very, very clear from the beginning um, what your preferences were. Um, and then it was really just uh, on man to, to make those fragrances commercial, commercially can I, viable. Can I just jump in for a second? Absolutely, please, please. please. There were so many options in the imagery. Mm -hmm. And I think that was really helpful in working on the fragrances. There was a little something for everyone. And I know how you said aspirational, but there was also something for the average person. And there was something... Um, just a little a little piece that someone could pull out from all the visuals that you gave. So I think that was super helpful. I think I, I think of like Marrakesh. You had beautiful pictures of Marrakesh, and someone could connect to the smells of the spices or the colors of the place or the song. You played us a song about uh, the road to Marrakesh. There were so many sensory elements that we could then leverage as fragrance. And for someone who has been to Marrakesh or would like to go to Marrakesh, do you know what I mean? Like, it could be either or. 
That's right. You know, uh, this bubble takes you on that journey, whether you have lived it or whether you're, you aspire to go there and be a part of that. So you're living in a bubble, whether it's a fantasy or you're wanting to connect to that bubble in some way, which is really the magic of the brand. And it is about storytelling. It's about telling a good story. And that's really what, you know, uh, this business is all about, really. It's, it's storytelling. And I think we set out to basically, um, you know, how do we present visually our brand message um, as we will be selling directly online, direct to consumer. So in today's marketplace, what do you see uh, some of the challenges that uh, brands are struggling with today? Conquering the social media dragon is a challenge we all share. One of the things I loved about your brand proposal was that your Instagram was already live um, months, I think even, even uh, more than a year before you even started talking about fragrance. You were building your story, building your visuals, building your audience, and making sure that people were already anticipating the fragrances before they even launched. That was very smart. You know, part of uh, our idea was that we wanted uh, fragrance to be the simple experience for people. Fragrance, in my opinion, has become way too complicated. You shouldn't have to read a manual or watch a YouTube tutorial to embrace a fragrance or have fun with it or to fall in love with a fragrance. You should be able to look at it, understand where it's coming from, experience it, and enough said. It's just a, a wonderful, easy, simple thing and that we want to get back to that. I think it's just gotten sort of out of control. And social media will really help us to engage directly with our consumer, our customer, and, and really talk to them. And more importantly, hear from them too. Hear back from them. That's really key, engagement. I'd like to know what's next. What's next for the Bubble Collection? What are your marketing plans? They're exciting. One of the things that we're going to be doing is uh, putting together a podcast, one that we're going to be calling The Bubblers. Ooh. Bubblers, <laughs> yes, it's great, right? Uh, the Bubblers are, it's going to be a podcast where our, uh, our customers have an opportunity to talk about the bubbles they live in or the bubbles they want to break out of or the bubbles they want to connect to. Uh, an opportunity for them to tell their story and engage with us in, in their bubble. And that's one of the things that we want to accomplish through the bubblers. Um, we're also going to have a digital magazine called Wand Magazine. Which Cute! I love it! Totally delighted with. Gregory, you want to talk a little bit about Wand Magazine? Wand Magazine will be similar to the podcast because we will interview you know consumers from around the world whom we call bubblers, as Michael stated, and get to know their story because you know the bubble collection is not about um, advertising with, uh, with with supermodels. It's about people, our 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 consumers, um, bubblers from around the world, because everybody has a story to share about their lives, about their goals and their ambitions, and we should all be there to support one another, especially during uh, the difficult times we live in today, and we're not afraid to broach uh, these subjects. Mm -hmm. Totally right. And uh, we're, you know, also looking forward to pop-ups and I mean, what a perfect uh, collection to work with is in terms of a pop-up. Not only can you spray these magnificent scents on our skin, but you can play with them as scented bubbles, which is, I mean, really, you can't have a bubble collection without having bubbles that you actually blow and experience. So um, there's, there, it's just 
really, really endless in terms of the possibilities, in terms of uh, how we're going to be marketing this brand, and and mainly having fun with this brand. It is a it's a brand all about f having fun, no matter what age you're at. It always takes you back to when you first blew that first bubble. Well, BB said something before about the language of bubbles. What was that, BB? I said bubbles speak a universal language. Everyone understands bubbles. Um, kids, adults. You know, you see bubbles blowing in the street and you're instantly attracted to them. It's like a dog with a bone, you just sort of have to follow the bubbles. So I think it will resonate across the board with so many different people because bubbles are universal. And all of the other kinds of bubbles in our lives, beyond blowing soap bubbles, um, those of us who relax in a bubble bath, those of us who celebrate with um, a, a bubbly drink, whether it's champagne or, or, or mineral water, um, bubbles are always festive. Bubbles are always rising. Bubbles are always joyful. Here, here, uh, and you know what? They're inclusive. That's another part of our whole marketing. We want this to be inclusive. You know, this spans, you know, every demographic that you can think of, and we want to show, you know, all types of people celebrating uh, with the bubbles they that they have in their lives and using bubbles in their lives. It's going to be pretty fab. And you can't say the word bubble without smiling. It instantly puts you in a good mood. And so will our And there's so many things like bubble dress and bubble wrap and bubble butt. And there's so many bubbles. To be we love it all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that one would make a good fragrance, but hey, maybe. Hey, let there be bubbles. Let there be bubbles, we always say. That's right. So very good. I, I think of Glinda the Good Witch, too. Glinda sort of transporting in on her bubble. and Iconic. That is an iconic bubble moment where the first time we were ever exposed to the Wizard of Oz, we were just mesmerized that, you know, and then I thought, wow, people may live in bubbles. This is just amazing. Uh, what is your favorite fragrance in the bubble collection? I'm not supposed to choose favorites, but I do have one. Well, please tell. It's your Reykjavik because it has this glorious mossy note in it. I love moss. Moss makes my sternum vibrate like, like a cat purring in my arms. Uh, and you've got this glorious uh, mossy feel wrapped in uh, this sort of cold mineral stone element and some soft vegan musks and this wonderful delicious fruity northern iced fruit quality that I find really attractive. Fabulous. So hi Birgit. Hi Michael. I'd like for you now to tell our listeners a little bit about man flavors and fragrances and your role here. Thank you. I always love talking about man. Um, our company is actually celebrating their 150th year anniversary this year. Wow. So a big milestone for us. We started in the south of France with the man family and today we are still a man owned and a man run company, which is quite rare in our industry. Amazing. So we have 26 affiliates around the world. We are global. We have production everywhere. And particularly here in New York, we are doing fine fragrance for North America. And I head up the creative studio in New York, which means I get to work with perfumers, evaluators, marketers, the labs, a lot of salespeople. And I honestly feel so privileged to have this job because it one day never looks the same as the other. We are truly always in contact with creative people like yourselves. And that makes our job a lot of fun. One of the things that's unique about MAN is its visionary approach to incubating startups. What did you see in the bubble collection that appeals to MAN's philosophy? 
So first of all, you know, man, as I said, was has been around for 150 years. And we have come with a lot of heritage, a lot of know-how. And working with startups is, first of all, a, a way for us to pay it forward. So how can we help the new visionaries, the new innovators in our industry to succeed? And so what we look for when we're working with a startup is we really like a new idea. A new idea, but not only the concept, it has to come with a bit of a business understanding, a know-how. And this is why you and Gregory were such, just fell in our laps, really. You are both industry veterans. You understand what it takes to launch a product. You are so into the visual world that easily translates into an olfactive world. And together with your experience, your contacts, of course, Camille McDonald being on your executive board. That's right. All of this helped us to make an easy decision, even if Camille wasn't there, <laughs> that this was a project that we wanted to be involved in right from the beginning. And I want to add one thing. Um, I loved your first slide when you presented to us, and you said something like, people don't grow old because they, they stop to have fun. No, what is it? It's, it was um, actually a oh. quote by George Bernard uh, Shaw. Yes, so we, we don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. And I have to say, just having read that, it made it, uh, already made me feel like this was something that we wanted to be involved in. Um, I think especially in today's global situation, we need fun and we need to have to stop thinking about things too seriously. And your whole concept around bubbles, as everybody's spoken about before, the levity of it, the fun piece of it, it's something that we all should be um, resonating with more. So that was a great starting point to get us interested in your brand. That makes us feel so good and it validates us. It really does. It makes us sound wonderful. Thank you for that. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we truly felt welcome the first uh, minute we walked into the building. Um, and I like to use the term startup friendly because as a startup, uh, when we approached uh, different vendors, um, they say, yes, we are startup friendly, but nine out of 10 times they're not. They think that we're still like uh, Cody or L'Oreal or Estee Lauder. Uh, but you guys truly get the concept of startup friendly. Is there anything else unique about the Bubble Collection and, uh, and my approach and Michael's approach uh, to this startup? I think what sets you guys apart is just your background in visual language. Um, you create worlds so well, and for us, it's so easy to translate those visual worlds into other domains. And I think you'll continue to do this, you know, with your podcasts and with your magazine. These are all just extensions of what you really are good at. What I also liked about the two of you is you have a very creative person and then you have quite the business person. And I think this really is almost a must have for startups now. It's very difficult to be creative and to be business driven at the same time. So if you have two partners who can sort of divide and conquer and use each other's strengths without compromising what you really need as well, you're, on a, you're already on a good path. And attention to detail. I think that both of you have this unbelievable attention to detail. Mm -hmm. I mean, often we're asked to make fragrances and brands will pop around and, you know, pop out in four weeks, you know, six weeks, three months. And you have taken the time and done the research and really gotten, you know, deep into what you need to do for this to be successful and touch every aspect of it. And it, it's a slow process and it's, it's sort of, it honors the process. So I, it, it's nice to see people really giving it its due. I think what's also true is that the two of you came in with a complete business plan. 
you came in with the visuals, you had different concepts, different pillars, you had the language, you had a sense of what your product forms were gonna be, you had a clear vision of how you wanted to sell it, you had even planned out your, your consumer research. Um, it's easy to be startup friendly when the startup comes in with a complete business idea. Um, I think the startups who get turned away at the door is when, when someone shows up and all they've got is a name. That's very true. Yeah. yeah. And from our perspective, uh, from a startup perspective, um, I'm finding out it's important for us to have personal relationships with, uh, with our team members. And you guys are truly our team members. Um, and in today's world of social media and texting and DMing, we kind of lose that intimacy with the people we work with on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And it's just not building a fragrance brand with you guys. I'm getting to know you personally. Uh, you know, we've known Denise for years, and we bonded with Denise over Bernie's Mountain Dogs. I've, I've, I bonded with Miranda over the the theatrical masterpiece that Xanadu is. I bonded with Birgit <laughs> over, you know, dry vodka martinis, and I bonded with BB over, you know, sustainability. I mean, but that's part of, of building a brand, and it's just not about money and a. a, a tech app and all this kind of stuff that people want to know about. It, and you're, it's about relationships, and that's something we have to remember in today's world. In, indeed, and also, you really, uh, it goes back to embracing uh, two guys that are, that are starting up, and it's always like a smile and encouragement, and yes, we can do that. You can't imagine, uh, on the flip side of our journey, we've encountered many bubble busters, we call them. Uh, people that we share our vision with or or need their help with and uh, they just don't understand what it's truly like the challenge of being a startup and they they tr they try to burst our bubbles mm -hmm. with uh, negativity and we just won't go there we know we have all of those precious things that you've just you know so eloquently uh, told us about and we're proud of our our baby brand and it's going to be phenomenal so thank you again for being such amazing partners so Birgit tell me which one of our fragrances in the bubble collection is your favorite so I love green and woody fragrances and for me dream big is just about that um, I think it's so well executed I think that when we were developing the fragrances with you the message was so clear um, I wear this fragrance a lot. I love it, and I think that it'll be one of your top sellers. I'm predicting it. <laughs> Is that the one with the with the mastic? Yeah. Note? Yes. With the mastic, yes. Early in our fragrance development process, you came in, and Gregory, you asked for a mastic note. You were familiar with the tree, I think, from travels in Greece, and you were familiar with it both in nature, but also I think as a flavor, as a flavor additive. And um, so you came to the table with some, some requests. Uh, there was another ingredient you suggested too. It was, a, it was a spice that I had to hunt down for the perfumers. They weren't familiar with it. And it's still on my desk and I'm forgetting what the name is. What is the? It, oh, mahlepi or malab in, in Arab. Yes. It's a black cherry uh, spice. Used, yes. used in uh, baked goods in, in the Middle East and Greece. And if I'm not mistaken, it's actually, it's the pit of yes, the cherry, right? Yes, it's the pit right? of the black cherry, yes. And, and when it's ground to a powder, it, it smells kind of almondy. Yes, yes. Uh, kind of nutty and creamy and warm. And the perfumers had never heard oh of it. Oh my gosh, see, I'm teaching mom something. See, I, it, well, <laughs> Amazing. It isn't something that, that's on the perfumer's palate. We don't have like a, an essential oil uh, of black cherry pit. 
um, but we were able to buy the spice, and we, and in each perfumer got got a little a little sample of it to to smell and to taste, so that they could start playing with that idea. And I also think that you know you were speaking before about relationships. Relationships are invisible. I think that fragrances are invisible. They make you feel a certain way. I think. Pretty much life is most of the things that are going on are invisible. And I think that when we realize that, we look for different things um, as, as manifestations. And I think that whatever you choose to put out there as the visible is really a result of your invisible. Well, that's Thank really you. cool because um, I was reading recently about that and someone said that smell is a mystic sense. Mm. So you can taste something, you can see something, but you can't see a scent or a fragrance. Mm. So it is very mystical. It is. And I also think that, you know, if you talk to your regular consumer, they have a very hard time talking about fragrance, but they know exactly what they feel. It's, it's all inside them. It's just this expression. But is the expression that important at the end? It's about how you feel, right? So exactly. I think that's where the magic of fragrance also comes in. I think that it, uh, tran it's transportable. And this is what we try to tell people every day. Like our mission is to improve your lives by having a better quality life through fragrance. That's really what our mission is. I love it. Bibi. Yes. Tell us, what do you do here at MAN? Um, I am a fragrance evaluator. What is that? I know, right? Not, not so many of us in the world. But what we do is we work with the perfumers, we work with the marketers, we work with the sales, we're sort of the middle of the wheel. And our job is to really know our brands inside and out, their preferences, their likes, how much money they're willing to spend, what their timeline looks like, and sort of keep everybody on track. So I will be working on a project with a perfumer and they'll give me you know, a rose fragrance and I'll say, hey, you totally forgot she hates roses, we can't do that. Or your citrus is a little too high or your price is a little too high, can you bring it down please? Or I need this tomorrow, or, you know, and then it's my job to make the decisions about what fragrances go out the door. There's such a process involved with this that this is just, people just don't realize it's an overnight thing where you snap your fingers and there it is on the shelves. There is a, a process that involves hundreds of people uh, on so many levels. Um, it's, it's really humbling uh, when you think about it. So Bibi. We are so proud to announce that the Bubble Collection fragrances have been certified cruelty-free by the Leaping Bunny program, which is the animal lovers we are is so important to us. These terms like cruelty-free and vegan and clean, why are they so important in today's marketplace? Not only in beauty marketplace and the fragrance marketplace, but across the board, people care about clean, sustainability, um, kindness, which would be you know anti-cruelty and vegan. Um, and I think in fragrance, it plays out in exactly the same way. You, what we see now is a lot of brands putting what they don't have on their labels. You know, uh, no phthalates, no animal-derived ingredients, no, um, and, and some of it's a little greenwashing because maybe they were never there to begin with. Our lettuce is gluten-free. Exactly, right. <laughs> um, but, but some of it's all very, very valid. And people who have a vegan lifestyle care. So when you say my fragrance is vegan, it means there's no animal product or animal byproduct. And that means something to them. So if you can easily adjust your formulas to make that accessible to more people, why not, you know? So that was sort of, you know, up to you guys. And I think it evolved during the process 
of making the fragrances. You know, you sort of came in not knowing exactly where you wanted to be on that spectrum. So you, you weren't vegan to begin with, and then we decided, um, let's, let's go there. Why not? Um, and that was not a huge change that we had to made it, make. It was one ingredient, which is a musk that comes from the lac bug, and it secretes this stuff, sort of like honey, but unfortunately, during the process of collecting it, many bugs are sort of sucked up into it as well. So there is not only byproduct, but actual animal. Um, so we removed that musk and replaced it with something that had no connection to animal, therefore making them vegan and you know available for everyone. Terrific. Yes, I remember that day. Uh, you know, we made that decision, and we were like, "Oh my God!" But we've already established all of these fragrances. Is it going to, you know, change the the formulation and how they smell and whatever? And then when they all came back, it was they were they were just as delightful as the first time we experienced them. The perfumers are really experienced in making internal changes. Quite amazing, you yeah. guys. And that's also the beauty of, of, of partnering with a with a great fragrance house like Mon, um, as they know the trends that are coming up in the marketplace, and um, we were able to do that so quickly. Uh, with Mon, so kudos to them. And also along those lines, BB, um, you challenged us to be as sustainable as possible. And we accepted the challenge, which can be daunting for a startup with tiny pockets. Um, but as a startup, we were also nimble enough to make quick changes, and one being our discovery set. So most companies, when they sell the discovery sets, it's a way for consumers to sample all the scents without, without having to make a big financial investment. Uh, by packaging a set of 2ML, vials and what I think are wasteful cartons that consumers just throw away. So one way we chose to buck the trend and be sustainable is to put our sample vials in a recycled bubble pouch that the consumer can reuse in many sorts of ways, like you know, storing their makeup or jewelry. So what are your thoughts on this innovation? Well, I am looking at it right now and I love it. Not only is it shiny, it is purpley, which is very thrilling to me catches the light in a gorgeous way. I grabbed it before and you could use it as a purse when you go out. You could put anything in it. And you know, I try to live a sustainable life as much as I can. Um, so my goal in life is to reuse everything a gajillion times, be it the plastic that I cut up into strips to then walk my dog with, you know? So I think it's a great idea. I think it, and it's so nicely done. Um, it's iridescent too, it's like a bubble. It's it's, it's so, so cool. pretty. It, it's like I'm a seagull and I see something shiny and I just want it. <laughs> we love it too. Nicely done. Thank you. Okay, Bibi, the spotlight's on you now. What is your favorite fragrance in the Bubble Collection? Um, hands down, Marrakesh. I love it, love it, love it. We had actually a set out of the fragrances for everyone to sample and I realized that I had used up the entire bottle. I don't know that anyone else got to smell it. Um, it has this ginger note in it that I'm a sucker for ginger. Somehow, Gino just made this, you know, I don't even know how to explain it. It's, you know, sometimes ginger can be a little sharp and it isn't at all. It's like it flows in this enveloping, light, gorgeous, slightly sweet, slightly spicy way. Um, I drown myself in it. I just love it. Um, and it also has a tea aspect, which I also am a big fan of. Um, I have never been to Marrakesh. I would like to go to Marrakesh. If it smells anything like this, I would doubly like to go to Marrakesh. Me too. Yeah. Or at least uh, light a scented candle. It's, I think it's pretty perfect. One of our future innovations. Oh. Ooh. 
so yeah, BB, I remember that first day when we came and we sampled all the fragrances. And Michael and I, you know, this was an hour wheelhouse because we were used to doing the you know, advertising and marketing for fragrances. So sampling, you know, 50 fragrances at one sit down was daunting for us. Overwhelming. And when Marrakesh came out, we, we, we sampled the scents and Camille McDonald was with us at the time. And she smelled it and she put down the blotter and she said, don't touch it, it's perfect. It, 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 mm -hmm. it is perfect, it's so good. There were no modifications on that scent whatsoever. So it is truly a perfect uh, fragrance. We've test marketed uh, you know, around a number of different uh, sources and people and everyone universally just loves it. And really, not only do they want to wear it, but they do want to experience it in a scented candle as well. That makes me so happy. I love hearing it's that. It's brilliant. It really is. And also, it's truly genderless. It, there's like a balance in terms of the people who have sampled it. Mm -hmm. Men and women both truly love Marrakesh, which I, which I find fascinating. You know, when you finally get to the stage where you're creating a fragrance, you get to work with the perfumers. That's when the magic happens. We got to work with a few stars here at Man, Vincent Kaczynski and Gino Percantino. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you for having us. So guys, when Michael and I first took you through the bubble collection concept, what about it inspired you olfactorily? It really took me on a journey, especially the visuals with the destinations that were added. Santorini, I was there. The colors were vibrant. The blues were like popping out at you. It was really, really inspiring to and me. And didn't you guys take most of those pictures? We took a, a great deal of them for that particular uh, concept Those board. Those were very nice pictures. Rankovic was, was totally inspiring. It was like, wow, I'm there. So it was just very well done, the, the, the presentation for the visuals and the destinations. We tried to interpret what the finished fragrance is going to smell like based on what you, the client, gives us as, as inspiration. Notes, materials, visuals. The visuals were so inspiring, so right away the creative process was, was working. We didn't even talk about fragrance at all. Yeah, I totally have to agree with that as well. I think the whole concept in general with this concept of a bubble and being in a bubble mm. and, and <laughs> kind of like being in your own bubble or being in a bubble and drifting away and being transportive and you took us to a place and we created a scent for that place. and. I think that whole element of just thinking about bubbles in the air and having everyone in their own little bubble is pretty cool to me. So Gina, when we created the Reykjavik fragrance with you, you told us that you recently returned from Iceland, uh, from a holiday with your wife, I believe. Can you tell us what inspired you most about Iceland when you, you created that beautiful fragrance? Our trip to Iceland was incredible. We had such a blast, such a unique thing. We went to the Blue Lagoon, which I'm sure a lot of people do when they go to Iceland. But just the idea of being in a, a thermal hot spring heated by the volca volcano and being in close to zero degree weather, going into 85 degree of water. If you put your head under the water and came out, within a few seconds, you can actually see the icicles forming on your eyelids. So it's being wrapped in that warmth and with that crisp, cold air you know, surrounding you. So with a lot of that, I took that inspiration and, and I really wanted to create a fragrance that really evoked that feeling, that icy freshness, but also being wrapped in this warmth. And I, I used a lot of moss notes uh, for the background of the fragrance. And moss is actually 
grown all over the place in, in Iceland. So it was a keynote to both taking you there and keynote to making the fragrance really beautiful. I love that fragrance, but now when I wear it, I'm going to think about your experience that you had with it, and it, it truly transports you. And in the dry down, you have frozen moss. I mean, that is just something I never had heard of before. So that makes it even more special for me. Yeah, again, that's that's a concept of, of, of the Accords, you know, being able to take uh, an ingredient, a mossy ingredient, and, and taking that and building other notes around it to give that feeling, to give you an iciness or a crystallized feeling to it. It was such a beautiful piece of the fragrance and I had so much fun creating it with you guys. It's one of my favorites actually. So Vince, you know, uh, the dream sweet scent, uh, is a completely different, but magnificent floral scent, which is uh, of particular importance to Gregory and I, because the scent was literally taken from our garden in springtime. I mean, literally because we cut the jasmine and lilacs off, uh, flowers off Mm. the trees and mailed them to you. Uh, the garden uh, is truly intoxicating with a combination of jasmine and French lilacs, and it evokes uh, to us many sweet memories of our lives over the years that we've spent there. Vince, can you tell us more about how you created that scent? Yes, sure. I wanted to use the two main floral notes that you sent, sent us, the lilac and the jasmine, but it was difficult because they're two very distinct what I call heady floral notes. You got the lilac, which is spicy green, slightly animalic, and the jasmine, which is more thick, rich, indolic, we call indolic note, and kind of petally at the same time. So the key there with that fragrance was, okay, this can work, but it needs balance. And the balance was done two ways. It was done with the top note by adding a lot of fresh, watery, dewy notes greens, marines, um, citrusy notes in a, in, in a delicate way. And the other part was adding muguet to soften the two heady florals. So that kind of gave it balance, balance in the end. And in the back to make the sweet note was heliotropin and musk. Heliotropin is a very nice intoxicating flower as well. But you have to be careful the amount you use or else you can get too old-fashioned and powdery. So balance that with the musk. It had that nice sweetness to bring everything all together. It is one of my favorite fragrances. And <laughs> I've you. always been uh, really uh, so well done on that. I've always been a Vetiver Vera guy. But, you know, I am wearing Dream Suite as we do this Very podcast. Cool. Thank it's you. So, so. Well, Dream Suite, is, it, it's so important to, to me as well because the content behind Dream Suite was nostalgia nostalgia for your past for your childhood or the past year or your favorite pet um your a lost love and dream suite just reminds you every time i go outside in springtime at our garden in bernardsville new jersey i just smell the, the lilac and jasmine trees and they're right next to each yeah. other and when you walk outdoors for three weeks in the springtime yeah. it smells like that and but and what you did, Vince, it, it, it brought tears to my eyes and to oh. Michael's eyes as well. It was oh. just so, so gorgeous. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. The hardest part was capturing, you know, the, the notes that you smell live in your garden and, and make it synthetically. It's just not the same. So it really takes a lot of finessing and artistic creativity to just play with it. You have to really balance. It's a matter of balance. So nature made its own accord in your garden. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. 
So, Gino, when we were collaborating on Dream Big, which is one of our Eau de Parfum scents, there were many notes in it that evoked Greece, the land of my ancestors, to me. So, particularly the, the pulpy fig, which is just absolutely just beautiful. So when we discussed the next version of the scent, I had just read an article in the New York Times by Frank Bruni, who wrote about Mastika, which is a treasured tree resin from the Greek island of Hios. And he described the scent of Mastika as a suggestion of pine with a hint of vanilla and a rumor of seawater. So when I asked if this could possibly work as note in Dream Big, I was afraid I was stepping on your creative vision. But as a true collaborator, you welcomed the idea. And when Miranda, uh, ran down to the lab to get us all the samples to smell. I'll never forget the look on your face when you sniffed the blotter of the mastica. You had a huge smile on your face. So can you, can you tell me about the creative process you go through when, when you smell the mastica and how you envision using that? Because to me, that just blows my mind. So this was another example of an accord that we put together based on, on what you were trying to achieve. The closest thing that we had in the family of mastica was lentisk. Absolute, but it's that's actually from the branches of the tree, whereas the gum of masticas in the resin is what you guys need, really wanted. But there is an element of the lentisque that I found interesting because it gives the resinous element that we were looking for. It also gives a tiny little bit of a saltiness. So we used a little bit of that, which is in the family of it, and then we built an accord around this to to put into the fragrance a little bit of some vanilla notes. The pine and incense element was key to giving you that mastica feeling. So we dosed in some of those notes again. It's all about balance, as Vince mentioned earlier. And we put all that together and got that balance and kind of like dropped it into the fragrance. And it was just a little bullet that, that kind of just turned the fragrance into a very cool signature fragrance. I think that little piece and that combination with the fig, it was almost like this salty, resinous, slight little sexiness to it that kind of just turned this fragrance around. And it was a great idea, and that's why it's, it's so important to, to be collaborative and to understand what we're trying to do and do it together. It's a beautiful fragrance, and it, as you just said, it is a signature fragrance, mm-hmm. and many people can't wait for it to come out in candle form as well. It'll yeah. be an amazing yeah. candle. It'll be an amazing <laughs> candle. It'll be really, really cool. So guys, the, the Dream Wild scent that we collaborated on has triggered some of the most amazing responses from all genders that have worn it. I recall that we said we wanted a fragrance that when you entered a room, not only would everyone turn around to look at you, but that everyone would want to have sex with you. <laughs> Safe sex, of course. <laughs> so can you tell us more about these erotic and sensual notes that went into Dream Wild? Sure. So Dream Wild actually was one of the fragrances that took the longest for us to develop. Do you remember? Yes. So we had submitted a bunch of ideas, and you kind of liked them, and you felt good about them. And then I think while we were all quarantined, you called, and you're like, I'm not feeling these. I want something really dirty like I want right. the sexual attraction I want the skin on skin I want this you know carnal kind of feeling coming out of this and you change the pictures and and things sort of got you know ratcheted up a notch um, it was quarantine for God's sake exactly. come on <laughs> quarantine fever come on <laughs> yeah everything got ratcheted up a notch in quarantine um, so so we did it. So Gino did it. Did. And I remember that Gino really like went for it. And it was, it was a lot of 
animalistic sex fragrance that we had to sort of pull back a little bit. Mm. Um, so he used a lot of leather and he used warm amber, which is, you know, sensual on its own and beautiful. Um, and then he used a note of Divana, which is sort of this boozy, fruity, dried fruit effect. And Gino told me, because I did not know this, that Divana is used as an aphrodisiac in many cultures. Uh, so there you go. That's a handy note. There you go. For a sex fragrance. And it also had um, sort of the skin feel, this salty skin on skin embrace, mm-hmm. maybe a little sweaty. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what else did it have? What other dirty items? Yeah, we really wanted to, to give you that feeling of two bodies coming together and whether they're dancing or they're doing something else, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're sweating either way and, and they're close and, and things are intimate. And it's a very interesting fragrance because these kind of dirty animal notes are not easy, but we were able to construct it in a way that was um, very wrapped. So you get a little bit of this sexy raunchiness but it's still wrapped in this beautiful construction that makes you want to continue smelling it. And quite honestly, there aren't a lot of fragrances that are doing that these days. Everything's very safe. And although we talked about safe sex, this is definitely not a safe <laughs> fragrance. And I just want to note, when we say animal notes, they're not real animal notes. Exactly. Right. Yes. You're just using it as a descriptor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes. originally right. they were real animal notes, but they are no longer. Now they're synthetic versions of animal notes. Mm. And it does smell, actually like an animal yes <laughs> yes we, we are not using any animal product and we have really did a lot of uh, test marketing on on our nine fragrances and i want to tell you dream wild was uh, what in the top three and what did That's you find wild. That men, men and women equally, <laughs> equally were feeling it i i was surprised women were feeling it even more it than smelled the men. good on me i'm telling yes, you yes I, I thought it would be more of a even though all the fragrances are genderless i thought yeah. that would you know it would be more masculine, but women love that fragrance. And during quarantine, we did a lot of uh, Zoom calls with our friends and family to sample the fragrances. And I loved it when these women opened up the Dream Wild and sampled it for the first time. The looks on their faces, I wish I, I, wish I recorded their reactions. And one friend of mine who is a very conservative person said, I want this in a linen spray to spray all over my sheets. Interesting. So I learned a lot about her as well. For real. But these are the type of reactions we're getting with Dream Wild. I would like to see a comparison of what it smells like on male skin versus female skin. That, that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. It truly was constructed to, to fit both mm-hmm. or anyone. I think what makes it so elegant and neutral at the same time is the Auris piece of the fragrance. There's an Auris in the heart of the fragrance that just kind of holds everything together. Um, and so it allows it allowed me to put th- this kind of dirtiness to it, but also put other notes that made it sexy. And there's also a freshness to it on top. My favorite part of it is the booziness, because it's almost like you're out with your partner and you had a couple drinks, and it's the start of a good night. <laughs> you know, you have a little bit of that, and then it goes right to bed and not sleep. I'm not talking about sleep. Vince. When we discussed our vision of Harmony Celebrate, which is a scent that is meant to evoke all of life's triumphs, no matter how big or small, can you go into depth about the creative process that went behind creating this uplifting and celebratory scent? Sure. This one was rather easy to do because all I did was think about everything celebratory. 
and it's just using easy, fresh, invigorating, aromatic, tea-like, citrusy, everything that's like um, you want to celebrate with. There's, there's a hint of a cocktail note. Anything you want to like be happy about, and the fragrance is happy. When you smell, it's happy. We use the word effervescence. Effervescence, correct. There's, yes. there's notes that that there's the citrusy notes, and I use a hint of hint of boozy note in there as well, like 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 a mimosa cocktail almost, but not not in that sense. But anything to celebrate and, and celebrate life, just being free, just doing anything, any obstacle that you overcome, and like you said, big or small. Right, uh, like a curial, you know, with a cassis. Yeah. yeah. You right. Know, yes. Didn't we right put the cassis in right yeah. at the very end to make yes. it even right. more celebratory? That's correct. Mm-hmm. That's, That's correct. correct. We were working on, on versions of that. Yeah. More cassis, more bubbles. That's right. And you, we've accomplished that. So really, really fascinating. Thank you. So, Bibi, we wanted to create scented bubbles, uh, as well as the fragrance. Was that the first time you had worked with scented blowing bubbles? And were there any challenges involved with that? Uh, tell me. There were, there were some challenges with the bubbles. Um, yes, it was my first foray into the world of scented bubbles, and I loved it. And I think they're amazing, and I think the outcome is fabulous. But we had to go a few rounds on the bubbles. Um, we did. It was challenging. We thought it would be the simplest thing, and it's really ended up being the most challenging thing. It was. On many levels. We had that one round where the fragrance disappeared. Vanished. Mm -hmm. Completely Completely. gone, which was super odd. Um, So what we learned was that it all depends on the bubble base. So when you've got good, stable formula bubble base, Mm -hmm. you are good to go. That's right. Um, Because once we had it, they smelled amazing. Oh, they're blowing them right now. We're blowing bubbles all over the place. We're blowing bubbles in the studio here. It's amazing. Don't you love that little wand? I love it. It's the perfect blowing mechanism. I love (laughs) the way the fragrance smells. Yes. Like, it's amazing. We wanted to do this specifically in this session because you, the perfumers, the creators of these fragrances, to let you sort of experience it in a different way other than a blotter or on our skin. That's right. This is so much fun. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's... well, we have blowing bubbles at each other. People can't see us, but we're having a blast. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's an experiential way of, of enjoying a fragrance. Love this. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I love that when you, after you blow the bubbles and you're watching them fly around, you get that waffle oh, of fragrance. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's amazing. It's a really cool concept. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it was brilliant, like a way to go. <laughs> so you know how people will spray perfume and then walk into it? you know, as a way yes, to put it on. that's right. People could just blow like a big sheath of bubbles and walk into it. I have a good friend and he does that. He sprays the, uh, the fragrance in the air and lets it fall on him as mm. he walks through. Mm. Also, the wand uh, for this is so great because it reminds me of the old perfume. Yeah. yeah. You can yeah. actually put it on your skin. Mm-hmm. And our base is so wonderfully formulated that you can put it on your skin and it's basically water and glycerin and a few other things, you know. So it's really pretty fabulous. So definite props to your base maker. And you can use it as in place of a travel spray. You can keep it in your purse, bring it on a plane, do all that. Okay, Gino, hard-hitting question. And I know this is not a perfumer's favorite question, but which fragrance out of the bubble collection is your favorite fragrance? Reykjavik is my number one favorite fragrance uh, just because there's just something about that and how it relates to my trip to Iceland. I love to celebrate. That's another great fragrance. There's just something about it, the concept, um, and just the way the fragrance is. It's beautifully done. Um, the other one that I find to be amazing is Chill. 
the concept behind it is is really you know talking about being in your own bubble you know kind of like you know being connected but still you know having your own me time or um mm-hmm. i think i think uh that concept be t- behind creating that fragrance and putting those the the notes together for that fragrance trying to have a fragrance that is very contrasted from from top to back so the cool part about that fragrance is the contrast of the fragrance is having that fresh top note um and bringing it down to this smooth warm back i have a tendency to do that with with my fragrances i love contrasted fragrances but it's a chill fragrance i mean you smell it and it's kind of you know i kind of smell it and say that's a chill fragrance that's that's a pretty cool fragrance how it's soothing and relaxing, but also super warm and, and kind of enveloping. Gino, what a magnificent scent that is. And I go through so many bottles of that scent more than any other fragrance because I find myself always spraying it in my bedroom when I go to bed at night because it, helps, it truly helps me relax. It's a soothing fragrance. It has that freshness. It has the aromatics. It has some lavender, which is known to be calming. Um, and then v- the vanilla base of the fragrance is also another one of those fragrances very enveloping and and soothing and when we come out with our scented bubbles people demanded both chill and celebrate to come out as a scented bubble and they will be so yeah excellent very cool for sure so vince another hard-hitting question (laughs) which of the fragrances and you could say as many as you would like uh, the bubble collection is your favorite so my favorite is celebrate it's a happy fragrance. You smell it. You, just, you can't get enough of it. It's, it's fresh. It's invigorating. Anyone can wear it. It's also very warm and it's, it's clean. I feel like I'm on holiday every time I smell that thing. True. And that, that's, that was my favorite. I also like Dream Big. I love the way Gino used that mastic in there. It's just very intriguing and very unique. And I also give a nod to Marrakesh. Because I like, I like that sweet tobacco, spicy. I like those kind of notes. They're warm, they're inviting, they're sexy. And the tobacco note is really well done in that too. So, bravo. Thank you. Well done, gentlemen. Well, listen, if you think uh, it was difficult, uh, trial by fire, naming your favorite fragrances, I'm going to ask you a question now. And that is, what is your fragrance philosophy? We'll start with you, Vince. I like to take the simplistic approach. For me, my fragrances have to be simple. And what I mean by that is I like the beauty of the materials in the fragrance to really shine through and express themselves. Sometimes when I'm creating something, it gets too complicated, which means I have too many ingredients in there. So I'll simplify it. I'll, take, I'll break it out into, into top, mid, and base, and go even further, go like a, a mid in two different bases. And I'll put it back together in a more simpler way. I like to get rid of redundancy. I like to let the materials let them work for themselves. That, that's my style. I always like to keep it simple because if it's too complicated, I get confused. I also get inspired by a lot of things, mostly, mostly in nature, of course. Fresh wildflowers, like you mentioned earlier. I also get inspired by music, all kinds. My, my favorite are the Beatles. I also get very inspired by home cooking. There's nothing like that aroma when you walk in and someone baking fresh baked bread. So all these things collectively, that's what inspires me. And you, Gino? I like to create with contrast. I think that's one of the, the ways that I 
formulate my fragrances. If I have too much of something going on, it needs to get shaken up. Um, something needs to be added to give it a point of difference. I like it to be something unexpected. So when, when you put two things together that are not necessarily, you don't think that they're going to mesh, but they kind of come together and, and form something that's unique and beautiful. I think that element of creating is what I try to achieve. I also have a tendency to spice things up. I love spice. And, and then the other thing, which was a, a key thing for Vince, is, is music. I love the Killers. The Killers are my mm -hmm. band. I can just put them on and get in the zone to create. If things are getting too complicated, again, with fragrances, uh, Vince mentioned it, you know, you have to go in there and, um, and clean up a fragrance sometimes because you start to lose what you, you, what you were trying to achieve. And sometimes it has to bring you back. And what I go back to is music. I'll get in the zone and I'll fix my fragrance. And uh, I think that's beautiful because you're using another beautiful element of art to help create more art. And then lastly, I have a tendency to play with boozy notes. I love my bourbon, um, <laughs> bourbon rye drinker. You always have to have a, a fantastic bourbon, especially towards the weekend, the end of a long week of creating beautiful fragrances. You have a nice sip of something and it makes for a great cocktail and it makes for a great fragrance. Sounds delicious. My mouth's watering and it's a time for five o'clock tales for sure. Yeah, there we go. You know what's fascinating is that music has played a major role in Gino and Vince's story. Yes. It also played a big role in our story as well. It, it means did. so much to us. And the Bubble Collection actually started putting playlists up on Spotify curated playlist and right now we have it broken down by decade the 50s the 60s the 70s oh, the 80s cool. i have it broken down by the american songbook i'm working on a 70s disco mix um, because music means so much to very to cool. us being putting us in the bubble when you listen to it oh my god yeah. we have to share playlists because on spotify i have 70s 60s 50s and i think i did 40s too <laughs> let's trade them wow. let's trade let's well they're up on spotify right Gregory? Okay. on spotify let there be bubbles let there be you, bubbles. When you mention the music, it, it's we use the same terminology like top, mid note, bass note, a medley, a chord. Um, chord. Yes, that's um, right. We use the same terminology, yep. and it's kind of the same thing it, with creating a fragrance. We use that same terminology to interpret that into a fragrance. It is fascinating. It really is. It inspires us to possibly come up with another collection after Bubble Collection <laughs> that's based on music. The classic so. vinyl collection. <laughs> well, listen, uh, Gino and Vince, we are honored and humbled to have been able to work on this collection with you guys. You've been able to create what we had visualized through scent, and you have really brought this collection to life. Your creations are going to help make this collection a complete hit. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank, Thank you, you so for, much. for giving us the opportunity to create and not with handcuffs. No, <laughs> Gino's right because we don't often get the opportunity to have complete freedom. And in this case, we did. And thank you for that. You guys made it that much more fun and easy. Thank you so, so thank much. You. So if we want to find out a little bit more about man, uh, where can our listeners uh, look, look you up? Our Instagram is at man underscore 1871 underscore it's got some beautiful uh, photos every day and video content and quotes from our perfumers around the world it's a lovely insight into who we are and what we do terrific you know i don't know about you michael but i thought i knew a lot about fragrance but 
there's still so much more to learn about and it was so fascinating these scents are amazing and you guys are amazing uh, as well thank you so much thank you thank you so much thank you for having thank you. Us. Thank you. you know michael camille mcdonald's best advice was always to be organic and focus on selling direct to consumer through our website and she said eventually the big retailers will come to you and even before the fragrances have been launched we have already been approached by some very promising possibilities uh, including one retailer who wants us to do a pop-up shop in in their store uh, by an italian company that furnishes luxury hotels and by a well-known pair of sculptors from the Netherlands who want to partner with us on a very, very exciting project. So the opportunities, like our bubbles, are boundless. As we gear up for the launch, one way our listeners can begin to sample our scents will be through our Indiegogo crowdfunding page. You'll be able to find a link to that page by visiting thebubblecollection.com. So we hope you will visit the page and be one of our first investors and get to sample these amazing scents that we have been discussing throughout this program. Gregory, I'd like to thank you for appearing on my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. By the way, I have a couple questions for you. First, what is your favorite fragrance? I love them all. They're, they are all amazing. But one fragrance in particular that stands out for me was created by Claude Dia, who's another magnificent perfumer here at Mon and could not be here today. That fragrance is Harmony Connect. And the concept behind that fragrance was connecting with, with your friends and your family and your loved ones, but also connecting with your community and with the world at large, which resonates uh, so much today. And this Connect scent, it's this intimate and emotional s fragrance. It's a floral musky fragrance, and it, it has freesia and soft cashmere and rose de mai, that, you know, that special rose from, from Grasse from France and beautiful skin musk and vanilla. It just embraces you in, in sensitivity and security. Uh, connecting people f around the world because the world is our bubble after all. Finally, Gregory, what is your style or fragrance philosophy? Well, Michael, I'm so excited you're asking me this question because <laughs> <laughs> you ask this of all your guests. That's right. I'm so jealous when you do that because I want to say something. My style philosophy would be best explained as a style of Gregory Cole fragrance. So my top note, which is the first note that you would experience, would be confidence. And my middle notes you would experience would be my adherence to a healthy lifestyle of fitness and nutrition, as well as a dose of my empathic nature. And don't laugh, Michael. <laughs> I'm biting my tongue. And they... <laughs> And a hint of a very dry vodka martini straight up with olives. Now we're talking. And my bottom note, the note that is everlasting, would be my sense of chill. A lifestyle that I have perfected into an art form. Well, that's the first time I've ever heard a philosophy broken down into top, middle, and base notes. Pretty brilliant. The style of a startup has been a topic that means the world for us at the moment. I hope you enjoyed this scent-filled episode as much as I have. Meanwhile, please listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and follow. You can also stream the programs on jasoncharles.net podcast network, arts and culture shows. Stay current with all matters of style and upcoming programs by following us on Instagram and Facebook at Style Philosophers. Until next time, this is Michael Paris saying, let there be bubbles and reminding you to be confident and live by your own style philosophy.
Dial Philosophers. With host Michael Paris on JasonCharles.net. For more information about Michael Paris and the Style Philosophers, follow at Style Philosophers on Instagram. Style Philosophers with Michael Paris is sponsored by The Bubble Collection, a fragrance collection that's genderless, ageless, and boundless. Scents that are so light, they'll just tease the air around you and others. Break out of your bubble, where you can dream, wonder, and create harmony. For more information about The Bubble Collection, go to thebubblecollection.com and follow them on Instagram at The Bubble Collection. JasonCharles.net Deep talk, deep sounds. That was so deep.